The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Kareen, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a. And the nominees are episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 773. And I'm Snowy White. This is Aaron. And dear listeners, you're. No, shit, I know what you're listening to. I mean, fuck. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Call Coffee. What the hell is my problem today, Snowy? It's it's Monday. Oh, my goodness. This has been a hell of a Monday. T R V E K V L T Coffee.com. We talk about them every week. You know it's the hottest, blackest, most metal coffee, unless today's your first episode, in which case. Welcome, dear listeners, and you should go get yourself a cup of True Call coffee. But you know that there's no other coffee like this. You know that this is not a coffee conglomerate. This is a dude who's just like, I love coffee. I love good coffee. Let's bring this good coffee to the masses. Taking care of his family, doing all kinds of cool stuff. It's just cool stuff, man. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Valentine's Day is almost upon us. Actually, it will be this week. I haven't seen a th- single True Call Coffee Valentine's Day thing yet. Holy jeez. Yeah. It's got to be coming. Yeah. This, because he's uh, like, he's just as twisted as we are. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you would think for Valentine's Day, he would have something, some, something is up, up his sleeve. So he's got a couple more days as we speak. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm looking for it. Dude. Damn it. Well, I was going to get you. Oh. Oh. Okay, no, no, no. There's a mug that you need to get. And honestly, okay. um, what's his name? Which coffee we don't call a true call coffee should make this. I saw it and I meant to send it to you the other day to get for Mrs. Snowy for Valentine's Day. Because it says, the um, you're hotter than this cup of coffee or something like that. Ah, excellent. And yes, it just looks like that. the kind of joke you would make because I read all your Facebook comments that are freaking hilarious. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, so True Cold Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T Coffee.com. Possess yourself a cup today. What's going on, Snowman? Uh, once again, as we said, yeah, it has been a Monday. I got a big ass 
cup of Chew Cavalt coffee going here in my welcome, my oversized Camp Crystal Lake mug, which, you know, I've said before, I got way too many of these, or someone might say I do. I personally don't. And I needed a big ass one because, like I said, it's it's Monday today as we're speaking. It has been, it has been a day. I'm sore. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm in desperate need of a shower. But you know what? I don't mind because when we sit down, we press record, and we start hanging out with all these beautiful people listening to this, we turn that negative into uh, positive. Speaking of uh, positive, um, as you heard, or as you didn't hear, no no dedications, that's really good. That's yeah, always good, because yeah. we're only in February. We don't need to be killing everybody off yet. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I don't really have... The only, um, the only thing in terms of radioactive metal house cleaning will get to... You know what? Actually, right now, because for the good folks at A True Cavalt Coffee, let's drop a track now for our mandatory metal segment. Uh, this month, okay, um, it represents the anniversary. I don't know the date, but sometime this month, is the 37th anniversary of Slaughter's Strapado. That um, awesome. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That fantastic record that we've gone on and on about over the years on this show. Just, just because it's one of the original de death metals and it had the... That it influenced the Entomb sound. This is this is your what's that called? Swedish death metal. Yeah, no, no, with the with the oh the HM two the boss HM two pedal. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Sleeping they, on the job today. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me, me too, me too. So yeah, just an amazing record, so influential, and happy birthday to Strapato. So let's get into a track with that for the good folks at a true cavalt coffee this is slaughter with nocturnal hell
been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Hey, man, what's going on? All right, so check this out. Um, let's see here. Okay, I have some very surprising news, but we'll get Ooh. into that here in a moment. <clears throat> okay. First, we are going to talk briefly, because I haven't talked about it on air, and I've been meaning to mention it. But um, we have an upcoming topic that we're going to start talking about. So if you guys want to hit us up on Facebook, give us suggestions, things you'd like to hear us mention as a part of this. Um, I was listening recently to Eve of Destruction and Ape Man. Two songs okay. still ring true. And Eve of Destruction in particular, because my, my kids were, were talking about things that were banned and, and stuff like that. I said, well, something that, just because it's banned doesn't mean it's going to have like a swear word in it. And I put on Eve of Destruction and they're listening and they're like, okay, well, when was this written? I'm like, in the 60s. They're like, but this the sounds 60s, like it could yeah. be happening now. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and I said the same thing to my dad when I heard the song in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this sounds like it's happening right now, dad. He's like, yeah. You know, so for 60 years, we have been on the eve of destruction, essentially. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also made them watch the um, Land of Confusion video. You know, where uh, they had like the Ronnie puppets for Genesis. Oh, okay. Right. Well, and because everybody, you know, made, made so much fun of Ronnie. But I'm like, Biden is the president everybody said Ronnie was. Right? Like, he, he really is. Like, dude, no joke. There was like on a legit news site, had a picture of Kamala Harris saying that, well, um, I am ready to take over, you know, if, if needed, because everybody's been talking about Joe's age lately. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I made the joke and I'm sure you're going to get this one. I'm like, I've seen showgirls. And that means she's going to push him down a set of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I'm like, oh, foul play yeah. a foot here. But. Anyway, yeah. I, I digress because that got me thinking about, like, what are other songs that have been banned, right? And so that that's what we're going to talk about here. You know, Sarah and I were talking off air about the Filthy 15, because um, obviously for this show, that's a great place to start, right? Because that, that was the heart of the PMRC and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about songs over the years that have been banned and why, because there's nothing offensive about Eve of Destruction other than it holds a mirror up to your face, you know? Right. And um, <clears throat> then not banned, but the song Ape Man, everybody needs to go and give that a track because it, it's, it's a super fun song. It has like an island calypso feel almost, but the lyrics are about this guy who just gets sick of the overpopulation, disease and starvation and wants to, you know, and he's afraid of nuclear war and he just wants to go live on a remote island somewhere away from everybody. And again, happening right now. Like, it's so funny. Like, I, I listen to Ape Man. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the life. <laughs> That'd be great. I need a generator for my guitars, but yeah, that'd be great. You know, <clears throat> so, all right. It is no secret. I am not a fan of Rush. I'm pretty sure last episode, um, I mentioned the fact that I don't like Rush. No, not last episode, two episodes ago, but yeah, it's been pretty yeah. recent. So, Paramount Plus, are you familiar with the streaming app? Uh, yeah, they're pissing me off because I'm seeing a lot of good programming, 
yeah on 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 their app and i've already got a you know a ton of you know other other apps and some wrestling apps and all that and uh, we're just paying and i just i just don't want to add another another channel to our monthly bill and they got, tell you, they got a lot of good though no i don't they have a either. lot of good stuff uh-huh. if i were you i would curate pick what you want to watch pay for it for a month and cancel it because that's what i'm doing right now because i'm in the same boat we have too much stuff but my family wanted to watch the super bowl yesterday so i'm like all right i'll subscribe to paramount plus because that's where it was and we we watched the game and you know when i say we watched the game I mean that while the game was on, we went and got all our snacks so we wouldn't miss commercials. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, so before yeah. anybody thinks that all of a sudden this has turned into a sports household, no. Right? <laughs> no. No. We, we, we're there for the real entertainment. Um, but so I got Paramount Plus. I'm like, oh, well, I heard about this series that's on there. Right? So Sam Dunn and Banger Films, of course, together with Getty Lee, put on a series that I believe is called Our Bass Players Human. Oh, all right. It's four episodes, and I, I will probably be watching it again because I blew through those four so fast. And I mean, that was just doing chores. Like I put it on while I was like exercising, folding laundry, that kind of stuff, having my lunch today, and I blew through four episodes. In the first episode, he goes to visit Les Claypool. Oh. And it's like, holy shit, this is great. Because he shows up at Les's house. Les, of course, is a huge Rush fan, huge Getty Lee fan. Uh, like, you know, they're going all around Rancho Relaxo, and you get to see the Claypool vineyards. You even get to go visit the people that are building Les's bases now. Okay. And the best is he walks into the vineyards he says, I've been dying to show you that. Check out my 20-foot wiener. And it's this big hot sauce stand. It's a big 20-foot hot dog, you know, you know, stand that's shaped like a hot dog. Right. And he's like, it's 20-foot wiener. So the two of them are just like a bunch of 14-year-olds, and they just keep making wiener jokes. Right. And, and like, Getty turns from him, he's like, I think I have wiener envy right now. You know? <laughs> but... Like watching this, like I, I, I think you and I have talked off air. I love hot dogs. I have a local hot dog shop that sees me minimum once a week. Some weeks, three, four mm-hmm. times a week. Yeah. And like, less is into gourmet hot dogs. I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, like I told my <laughs> wife today, I'm like, I'm just a low rent less Claypool, you know. <laughs> but so he does less, and then episode two, you know, like, like if if episode one wasn't enough for me. Episode two, guess whose house he goes to next? Oh, uh, I'm just going to. Joe Satriani. And bass players, dude. Bass players. Oh, oh okay. It's just. Uh, Michael Anthony. He plays, in my, he plays in Metallica. Oh, <laughs> okay. That guy from Suicidal Tendencies. Yes, that guy. Right. So he goes to Robert <laughs> Trujillo's house. Okay. And, and this is where he really got me, right? Because, you know, Getty's just, it, he's obviously really knowledgeable. He's talked about the fact that he's a big nerd and he collects, you know, bases and he photographs birds and all this stuff. Just really, the more I, I see these, the, I'm like, man, 
like I've always like loved like Les and Robert and that sort of stuff where they play. But then as you see him as people, I'm like, oh, man, you guys are really cool. So, you know, Robert's been surfing. It's hilarious. They walk into Robert's studio and he's got the laptop up. You know, it looks like he's recording. And and uh, I think I don't know how it came up, but Getty's like something like, oh, what's on the laptop? And Robert looks at me and goes, that's the surf report. <laughs> <laughs> and Getty's like, ah, just a different type of waves. It's good. So they go down the beach. We're talking about surfing. And this is where I lost it, right? Because what a great sense of humor on this dude. But he's like, hey, he's like, you know, Robert talked me into surfing. So they cut it and they have this thing that looks like they're surfing. And then they pull back and they're doing it like a Gidget movie where they're spraying oh. water on them and they're standing on the ground. Dude, it's so funny. I need to see Getty Lee's like real life, real time surfing. Well, like, they didn't on, do that on the waves. I I need to see that. Yeah, well, I I, I seriously thought he was going to do it because it sounded like he was truly going to paddle out. You know, okay. Um, but he did. But it was so cool, and and they just they go around Robert's community and all this sort of stuff, and then of course in every episode the two of them sit down and play together, and you know Robert hands. Getty Jocko's base. This means nothing to anybody other than me on this show. <laughs> okay. We have talked about this on the show before. Um, my buddy John from college probably knows what I'm talking about with Jocko Pistorius. But so Jocko Pistorius, pioneering jazz fusion bass player, right? Uh, Ar okay. Arguably was like the first electric bass virtuoso. You know, because because there were there were so many amazing bass players, but but he's one guy that almost everybody comes back to, and he was a big influence on Getty, big influence on Robert, big influence on Flea, you know, like all these guys, right? Like less less like all all of us at one point have listened to Jocko and been like, fuck, you know. So we talked about it on the show, but Robert has Jocko's bass because he helped get it back. And he hands it to Getty, and Getty's like, "Well, I'm not going to play any Jocko. I can't." And I'm sitting there I'm like, "You are arguably one of the top bass players in the world. You know, right? Like, you could absolutely do it if you put the work in." I, I think. I think what what the the proper term there should have been. I don't know any Jocko off the top of my head. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, because there's there's no way you couldn't play it. But it but it's funny because Jocko is kind of like um. Oh, Mike. Yeah. Mike Portnoy, the dude from Dream Theater. Right. Do you remember the kid he used to have called, um, what do you call it? He called it the Two-Headed Monster, where it was basically like two drum kits and, and it'd be set up so he could switch back and forth. But he would invite drummers up and really, really great drummers wouldn't go up like to, to play with them, right? Because they'd be like, oh, come on, let's do something together because it's this massive kit. But one of the few that did, Charlie Benante. Ah. You know, because Charlie could fucking handle it. Um, but like it's funny because like Jocko's one of those things where you know, I mean, I'm still working on Jocko riffs. Like Birdland's still one of my favorites. But it's funny to me because some bass players like, Oh yeah, I can do this. Others take so much time. Then there's a dude like Flea who he's on tour, three AM in a hotel room, sitting down with his jazz bass, is just dicking around playing Jocko and sends it out to all of us. And, and you can tell it's not like he's rehearsed it a thousand times, you know, but you can also mm -hmm. tell he doesn't suck too. You know, it's like, man, 
you know. So anyway, I'm I'm geeking out over this. The remaining two bass players are Melissa Alfa Dermar, um, from Hole and Smashing Pumpkins, right? And then Chris Novoselic of Nirvana. Ah, nice. It, dude, it's so much fun. When when the when the fourth episode ended, and I realized there wasn't any more. I'm like, what the fuck? Come on, <laughs> yeah, at least give me uh-huh. six. What's going on? Oh, uh huh. I was so mad when you just haven't had your fill of a show. Yeah, you know, and like that's it. You're like, no, like what are you talking about? Dude, that was exactly. I'm, I'm like, son of a bitch. Come on, yeah. because these episodes were so great. Because I mean, the formula is like they go to the house, they talk to him, they meet, and then they sit down and play bass together. Mm-hmm. How fucking cool is that? Right? It is. It is. It's yeah. so great. And then so here I am um at watching this movie, texting my buddy John from Iron City Rocks, and I'm like, dude, I'm finally watching this. This is like the greatest thing ever. And you know, he was talking about it's like, yeah, Les Claypool is like, I just can't get into him. I've tried. I said, dude, that's totally me and Russian Getty Lee. I I understand. Yeah, I and know. you know, and and I mean, it's no secret. Like I talk about all the time. Like I'm just, I don't like Russia. I'm like get elite. Like, oh. but as a person, I think he's the greatest person in the world. And I'm like, damn it. I'm like, why don't I like him? I should like him. Well, you can't like what? What have I said? But you can't like Obviously, everybody. You can't. Yeah, you can't but listen to I everyone. Should that's the crazy thing? I'm like, why don't I get this? So because, I put out yeah, a call today. You're, you're right. Be- oh, sorry. Yeah, because you're yeah. a bassist. Yeah. You know, Getty's a bassist. Like you guys probably in real life, like if you guys were to meet and just hang out in a bar or whatever. Oh my you goodness, guys, be so much fun. You guys would be great friends. Because he's also yeah. a wine connoisseur, which I've been trying to get into wine. Oh, okay. You know how much fun it'd be to sit with with Getty Lee, a base, and a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. I like, like that's that that that's wow, bucket list moment right there. I'd be like, that'd be a great time. <laughs> you know, like I said, I'm not even a fan. You know, and and I tell them, I'm like, listen, I've tried, I just can't do it. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, but so I put out a call today. Like I started pinging people. I'm like, okay. I'm like, give me something that's not like, you know, what everybody's going to talk about. So a friend of a friend of a friend basically suggested moving pictures. And I looked at it, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I know these. Like, these are the hits, like Tom Sawyer. So I put it on. What a great fucking album. Uh, and Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but here's the thing. Because, like, I knew the hits. I'm like, okay, whatever. But then, like, stuff like, hang on. What's, what's the last track? Is it Camera? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, a great radio. You, I should have you, it ready. You gotta pull it up. <laughs> we uh, don't have anything ready on the show. Let's see here. So Tom Sawyer is the opener. Okay, the camera eye, track five. Okay. I heard that. I'm like this this song here because I I knew the first three. I knew Tom Sawyer, Red Barchetta, Y Y Z. You know, mm-hmm. and it, but the funny thing is, I knew Y Y Z because of Primus. And I think it was either on the camera eye or on vital signs. No, I think it was on the camera eye. Right at the end, they're fading out. And I'm listening to him play. And I would have sworn it was Les Claypool. Ah, okay. Went, well, wait a second. What's going on here? Um, 
And that's when I started realizing, I'm like, oh, Geddy Lee probably is my favorite bass player because like Les Claypool essentially just completely lifted that lick, that style. Like Les really leans into it. And and even when the two of them were sitting down playing, you know, I'm listening to to Getty play Les's bass, and typically when you hear somebody play, you know, anybody's instrument it always sounds like them, never sounds like the person who they're using, except for that time. I'm like, why does he sound more like Les Claypool here? That's weird. And then I heard this track. I'm like, oh, it's because Les sounds like Getty, and uh-huh. I, I never knew that. And so. Um, I cannot believe I'm going to say this, right? But have we done a Rush episode? I knew we did something when Neil Peart played. Yeah, but I don't know if if we've ever done a Spotlight episode. Well, maybe we should even just pick an album like we did for... um, Oh man, what album did we just do? Venom. We just did Venom's yeah. Welcome to Hell. Maybe we should we should pick an album like like you know Moving Pictures. I could give it another listen because it's only been one time through, mm-hmm. or another critically acclaimed record. Or honestly, I mean, you're the good Canadian boy. You know, I I I'm the ugly American. I'm only getting the radio hits. Like <laughs> like what what's the secret Canadian Rush playlist? You know, right? I'm sure I'm sure Rush albums in Canada come with tracks we can't get in the states, right? <laughs> not, not, not that I know of. You, you got to remember though, because Rush, Rush is massive in the states too. Like they are, they are, they are, they always have been. It's not like one of these bands, like an April Wine or a Tragically Hip or a Coney Hatch or Helix Killer Dwarfs. Do those names names mean anything to you? All of those names mean something to me, oh, except okay. for like Coney Hatch. Okay. But Helix and Killer oh, Dwarfs, I'm like, yeah, I know them. Oh, okay. Just, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because Helix got their big great break supporting Maiden yeah. back in 83, 84, and Killer Dwarves are, yeah, they they make the rounds. But, yeah, there's a lot of Canadian bands that are Canadian Rock and Roll Hall of Famers in Canada. And then when they go, when they t- tour in the U.S., like 20 people show up. And then they're disturbed by the band interrupting their conversation because, you know, like that's, that's just what it, what it can be like. Rush is not that band. Rush is over big time in the U S as well. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So well, that's uh, just it. They are huge. Right. I was joking with Caddick today. I'm like, oh, so Rush is kind of like three-fifths of Maiden. <laughs> you know, um, it, it just, and I can't remember why I made the Maiden comparison. But I mean, like. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm thinking about that myself. It's like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> well, it, it's because they're both massive bands with massive cult followings. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and, and like John was talking about how um, at a Rush concert, people will sing along to YYZ. Okay. I'm letting that sit in because it's an instrumental, mm-hmm. right? And so, so like people are singing along to the instrumental. Well, same thing happens in Maiden shows. Like there's instrumental portions that people sing along with, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, because, because they like it so much. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I feel like I'm starting to get this, but I, I really, um, 
but I, I still want to believe that there are secret Canadian albums that only, you know, have Canadian tracks. <laughs> you only get it for Canadian. Um, I'll, I'll look into that. Well, I, but I mean, like, you know, you see Geddy Lee, he's so polite. He wouldn't do that to anybody. He'd try. <laughs> but no. He True enough. But no, no. this guy is such a great nerd. Oh, my goodness. We are so t- two birds of a feather. He's, he's collecting a Fender jazz bass from every year. Because he wants to see the evolution or de-evolution in the instrument. And I'm like, well, yeah. Like, I get that. Like, I totally get that, dude. You know, so anyway, um, we need to pick an album. I think we should do a a Rush album episode. Like, like at least least an album that I need to get back into. Because I I really want to get it. And I gotta say, like, camera camera eye like that that was the track because i mean like i knew so many of these you know mm-hmm. and i mean it, it, you can't help but like tom sawyer oh yeah right like it's one of the greatest songs ever written it really is it really really is it okay really is. well yeah. you let me know when you want to do that and as a matter of fact i have a guy in mind to maybe you feel if his oh, schedule Yes, yes. Oh, we'll that's bring, a great idea. We'll bring Radioactive Metals Rush Aficionado, Mr. Mark Buell, on again. That's and, what I need. I need somebody who's that into Rush. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. There we go. Right on. There right we on. go. Yeah. So, well, so you know what? Reach out to him. Have him pick the record. Okay. Have him pick the record. Let me know. We'll listen to it and work around his schedule. And then let's do it. Right on. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds sounds good. When you were talking about how Rush was three fifths of Maiden and yeah. all that, and that 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 got me thinking. Like, how about a base off? Steve Harris versus Getty Lee, like a jam off or oh, something. Oh, that'd be so like, much fun. That that would be awesome. That'd be that, so that'd much be fun. absolutely fantastic. That, but and see, then, that, now you've got me. Like, what would like my ultimate base concert be? And it would probably be like, and I can't even believe I'm saying Getty right now, but it would be Getty, Steve Harris, Les Claypool, Robert Trujillo. Um, let's see here. What's like? I feel like I need one more. Flea. We put Flea in there. That would be the most insane, like pool of talent. And we'd have to have like Charlie Benante on the drums because they they're gonna need a badass drummer or or Tim from. Um, uh, from Primus, so, somebody that can keep up with that kind of uh, low end. Right. But yeah, yeah, no, it's pretty amazing. Right on. Well, there, there's, there's, there's another subject as well for a future. You know, especially with WrestleMania coming up. You know, in this corner you got Steve Harris, and in this corner you got Getty Lee, and then I don't know. We can do that with all the instruments. Who, which, which instrumental off do we want to see? Something to think about it. Get it going through your little brain there. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, what else you got? That's everything, man. All right. More. Aaron's doling out the rock and roll education here again. I love it. I love it. Uh, for myself, um, I don't got much in the way of a metal fix this week, but I did pick up some cool stuff when... Uh, me and the brood were out and about 
on Saturday. I finally, okay, you're familiar with the original Blade Runner movie, right? Do you yeah. remember that? Okay. Amazing music. Vangelis. Okay. He's got just some fantastic scores on the album and like on the soundtrack to that. And especially the opening and closing tracks and all that. It's just beautiful pieces of music. Okay. I never really picked up the soundtrack until today i found a um 2014 cd re-release of the original blade runner soundtrack and it's like yeah i really want it on vinyl you know to go along with you know i got star wars and i got um raiders of the lost ark jaws all these fantastic soundtracks and i'm getting them all on vinyl ah but you know what? I got the CD in my hand. Let's grab the CD now. When I find a vinyl, I'll scoop it up and, you know, I, we've all done that before. All vinyl aficionados have, well, I got this on cassette. I got this on on, uh, on CD. Uh, you know what? I'm going to shell out for the vinyl. I've done it. I know. Yeah, I'm sure you've you've done it. And we oh, yeah, will continue to. I told you yeah, I have now purchased um, Live After Death twice. Yeah, I can say that too. I've got the cassette from way back in the day, and I just just a couple of weeks ago grabbed the uh, the vinyl finally after all these years. Yeah, but I bought the vinyl twice because I'm that much of a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely uh, maybe there's a discussion. An album that we've bought twice, three times, maybe. Because we've all done it and we can all relate. I'll throw it out on the social medias and have other people contribute. Holy geez. Here we are. We're doing a show and we're booking well in advance already. This is fantastic. Um, as a big shout out to the good folks at Galaxy Comics. You know, it's always good to see them every Saturday, as you walk into the store, okay, you, right away you see their display of um, comic boxes to store your comics in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've always got some wicked designs on it, superhero designs from Marvel and DC and all that. When I walked in just this, just on the weekend, the first box I saw was a brand new Spider Punk. Oh, no way. Box. Oh, I didn't even hesitate. It's just yoink, mine. <laughs> yeah, my daughter just looked at me. Yeah, I was going to say, here, Dad, but yeah, no, I beat you to it. <laughs> I beat you to it. So, yeah, I think, and it's a, it's a real cool design. If you're not familiar with Spider Punk, it's basically a new, a new version of Spider Man, different character under the mask and he's got a punk look about him and a punk philosophy and, and he was actually in the last um across the spider-verse the last animated yeah. spider-man he made a, in, an, an appearance i talked about it on the show that better come out and, and man, the new one this year uh 
Yeah. I hate that cliffhanger, dude. <laughs> well, that's that's the idea. That's 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 definitely the idea because that that was like okay, they're just as that movie's winding down, I don't want to spoil well, it's been around for a while now, so but um it's like okay, we're the movie's almost over. Okay, it's been right. two and a half hours or, or or whatever, and now you're just getting into this. Right. Like how long is this movie? And then you go, Oh, right. Cliffhanger, duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and when I saw Spider-Punk in that movie, like, I marked out right there in the theater. Just, yeah! <laughs> right on, right on. He's actually, of course, obviously, that's my favorite version of Spider-Man now, followed by the Andrew Garfield from the Amazing Spider-Man movies, that iteration of Peter Parker. Because yes! Here's Dude, yeah. I am so glad to hear you say that. That is my favorite version, too. Right, right. Because here's here's a Peter Parker. And I've had some people say, well, all the, all the reasons you like Peter Parker is the reasons he's not a good Peter Parker. Well, okay, it's a different it's a different version. It's a different iteration and all that. And Andrew Garfield, he skateboards, listens to the Ramones. This this is my Peter Parker. Yeah, but see, you know? I think he is more Peter Parker than whoever the guy was that was the first one. Is that Tobey Maguire? Tobey Maguire, yeah. Yeah, and then who who's the most recent? What's his name? Tom Tom, Tom Holland. Tom Tom Holland. So yeah. Tom Holland's been great, right? He he really has uh -huh. been great. But I'm with you, dude. And the Andrew Garfield iteration is my favorite. I think he's got the smart ass part down. He's got the science part down. And when you, you know, look at the end of that second movie, like he, he understands the Spider-Man character. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, I'm hundred percent with you on that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. When he ended up saving, uh, M MJ in the movie, like in the latest Spider-Man, when he ended up saving her from falling, the theater erupted. Oh yeah. Because of how, you know, Gwen Stacy, he wasn't able to rescue her. Yeah. And now he's back in that same situation. And now MJ, you know, is 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 falling and he saves her. And it's just like, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and I'm kind of thinking, okay, they're they're not killing this MJ off. But still, man, that sequence had me. Oh, edge yeah, of my edge of my seat. It's it was yeah. fantastic. It was so mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, my spider new spider punk box. It's going to uh, right now. All of my uh, music type comics, right, are all sharing a box with another sub subgenre. Now I think I'm going to move all my music comics into that one. I think that works. Rock on, dude. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Get into some uh, tunage here. Good friend of the show, Mr. Matt Harvey. He of exhumed fame, as well as like 1,800 other bands. And he's definitely been an alum that we've had on probably the most. I remember it's an ongoing gag between him and grindcore drummer Mr. Corey Thomas, who I work with you know, with nin with Ninja Cat production. Uh, 
they had an ongoing uh, like when we were doing the interview, you know, the 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 interview show. They had an ongoing a um, rivalry about who could be on the show the most, and they were neck and neck quite quite a while there. Well, Mr. Harvey recently dropped a new EP toward the cold light. Now, of course, Mr. Harvey, brutal death metal, that's what he's all about. Um, but he's definitely, on his solo stuff, he's shown a different side. You'll remember a couple of years ago, he uh, did that, um, the, last, the Last Son of Krypton, quote-unquote, soundtrack yeah 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 you know where he made where where he, he composed all these songs for a fictional superman movie well he's kind of got the same idea going on here you know he's got a four song ep and it's all um atmospheric ambient type music it's definitely um Something different than what you would probably expect from him. We'll get into a track from that right away. As well, um, a new single from the Mighty Hyrax recently dropped there. A little little later on, I guess, I don't remember the exact release date, but soon enough, their new Faster Than Death album will be available and they've dropped the first single drill in the brain and like ah, we love hyrax on the show um i'm always we we haven't we haven't had mr caden depina on the show yet okay and uh just for one reason or another i have no idea why but i remember during the days at the war on music shop and doing what i can with the label and all that the war on music label released the first two hyrax albums and so every once in a while caton would call the shop you know wanting a question about you know about the records and all that and then later on i hit him up on facebook and all that and we like to uh go back and forth together so when he when he when he announced hey new single new record i'm like dude this is awesome we're going to uh we'll we'll definitely be all over that so let's get into it right now as i said this is the mighty hyrax with a drill in the brain Brain. We're 
Does your tape collection look like this? Then you need a KTEL tape selector. With special attachments, it fits conveniently in your car, stores all your tapes neatly, ready for easy selection. Tilt the first tape forward. The others follow automatically. Take your selection when it appears. When replacing tapes, tape selector automatically finds the proper place. In your home or in your car, protect your valuable tapes with Tape Selector, $4.99 from KTEL.
Let's go back a bit ways. I believe that was the 1986 album Warriors of Rock. That was, well, Blade Runner. They were one of those bands, okay, they had that new wave of British heavy metal influence as you just heard in the in in that, but they just I don't I don't know. They're just one of those bands that just didn't didn't get that breakthrough that they probably deserved and obviously okay their debut record was 1984 two years after the blade runner movie came out it's a safe bet that's where they got their moniker and that's fine i'm you know let's uh let's see more more bands and like let's you know with the i haven't seen the blade runner um Blade Runner 2049 or whatever. I haven't seen that one yet, but, you know, the original will uh, always be a, uh, well, I'll just will always be a, an old favorite of mine. Um, and before that, that was um, the title track from Mr. Matt Harvey's new solo EP, Toward the cold light. Great stuff. Great stuff. Now, how's that, dude? Okay. So we got a brutal new thrash song. An ambient type music. And then topped off with some good old school 80s traditional metal and all that. That's how we roll here on Radioactive Metal. Great stuff. Great stuff. Well, my friend, uh, this year, are you this year, this week, okay, kind of had some rumblings, some things going on, and probably the thing on most people's minds was the uh, new Hall of Fame nominees every time, every, every, every year around this time, they get announced and it always gets people's, you know, it, it's it, it's either, okay, I, I can really get behind this list, or everyone's got their tits in an uproar about it. Okay, and yes. yeah, yeah, going through this, this list, did you have the list pulled up? I do, I here, do have it up. Here. But, but let's, let's talk for a second. So last year... The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony was um, streamed on Disney Plus, and I watched it. And I still, still, like, you know, talking about what a badass Willie Nelson is at 90 on that guitar. Yeah, yeah, holy jeez. Um, and, and that's the thing is, like, I, I kind of want to frame this up is, like, Willie Nelson has had a countless impact and influence over all of music and pop culture. Um, and I mean, you know, j just as a person, as an icon, as a songwriter, you know, cause he's one of those dudes like Bob Dylan that wrote a shitload of songs you didn't realize were his, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think Dolly Parton's another one of those, right? Like that's, that that's one. Was, was she inducted? Or, or did or did she decline? I can't uh, remember. So, yeah, didn't she say no thanks because I, I she, she thinks did. of herself as 
as a country singer more than anything else? I thought she did, but now I can't remember. Nope, nope, she was inducted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was. Okay. All right. right. Well, that's good. But, I mean, you know, she's pretty much a badass. So, this year, here's the list. I'll just read down it real quick. Mary Mm -hmm. J. Blige. Mariah Carey. Right. Okay. Uh, And I would think that most of America doesn't want her in it just because of her Christmas song. (laughs) Right. Um, Uh Uh-huh. Cher. Mm-hmm. Dave Matthews Band, Eric B. and Rakim. Okay. I don't know who they are. Uh, it's a rap duo. Is better, it really? Better than most. Yeah. Better than most, not as good as some. Huh. I, I've, I, like, I've never, like, do they have, like, a hit? Um, not... Not that I could tell. Right. I need to do some research. That I could tell you. Yeah. Like we all knew. We just never told you. Uh, well, that's how a lot of stuff seems to go on this show. <laughs> anyway. So Peter Frampton. Yeah. Jane's Addiction. Mm-hmm. Cool in the Gang. Now that one I can celebrate. <laughs> right. Uh, Lenny Kravitz. Mm-hmm. Oasis. Mm-hmm. Shanae O'Connor, Ozzy Osbourne, Saeed. Yeah. Sade. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I I can't believe I know that. Well, considering how many (laughs) names you butcher on this show, like, it's good that you get one, Uh right? At least one, yeah. I'm proud of you for being able to correct me for that one. Um, (laughs) A Tribe Called Quest. Mm-hmm. And Foreigner. So, oh no, I read them already. They were there before Peter Frampton. Oh, okay. Maybe I sorry, I just missed Or it. maybe right. I read it but didn't say it out loud. That's happened too. Because mm-hmm. it because okay. right between the way, Europe, either either so yeah. there's there's not a lot here that are making me go, Oh yes. About time. I mean, Ozzy, sure. You know. Right. Because, I mean, Ozzy has had an amazing career, you know, with Black Sabbath and then on his own. You know, and I would say more people know his work because of his solo work than Black Sabbath at this point. Than with Sabbath, yeah. But yeah. You, you could also make the argument that Ozzy was a quarter contributor to the creation of heavy metal. Oh, and if you don't 100%. like metal... Just, just think of it as he helped create an entire subgenre, you know, or or an, an entire genre, I should say. So, yeah, if you like him, you don't, you can't argue the guy's impact and influence. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. All right. So, speaking of Ozzy, did you see what was going on with Kanye West? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh so, my god! So Kanye, real quick, for the, the, for the listeners, the recap. Okay. Right. Uh, Kanye West wanted to use a Black Sabbath song. They said no because of his anti-Semitic comments, and mm-hmm. um, he went and did it anyway. And so then Ozzy was posting on his Instagram and other socials and stuff about it. And I'm like, oh shit, really? Kanye still did that? Jeez, you know. Um, but here's what I found funny. 
the hard times news makes a meme about it. (laughs) Something that is not funny at all. They made hilarious to me. And here's the headline is, well, first it has a picture of Ozzy and a picture of uh, Kanye. It says, old man who doesn't like rap songs somehow on right side of history. <laughs> I, 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 I yeah, just crack up every uh-huh. time. I'm like, wow, that's really good. Like that, that's great writing, right? That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, uh, back to the matter at hand here. So sorry, sorry. And Mr. Yeah. Kanye as well recently was had he released a photograph of him wearing a Burzum shirt. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's like okay. Um, who wants to tell him, you know, like, (laughs) okay, I understand. Okay. Like they're both ultra conservatives and all that, but I, does Mr. Kanye understand or not that count? What's his face is a blatant racist. Okay. And cause he's a fucking Nazi. Okay. Let's don't mince words about the asshole. So sorry, Kanye. But he doesn't like you because of the color of your skin. That that's it. I I could not believe that I saw this this shirt on him, and it's like, okay, someone has to tell him, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so so yeah, old Kanye, the guys, the guy's been more entertaining through bullshit like this than in any of his music, for me personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's almost like some celebrities have just developed dementia and nobody's diagnosing it, you know? Yeah. With with Uh the random stuff that happens, you know? But so, of this list, who's like, who's your pick here? Well, okay. Okay, first of all, every time, like, they have to change... The name from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to the Music Hall of Fame, or something. Yeah, because it's probably about time. Know, it, it it started off as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when everything kind of got, if it wasn't classical opera, or country, or you know, all pop and all rock, you know, back in the fifties and sixties and all that, it all got lumped in to known as rock and roll. Okay, well, now the Hall of Fame, you know, isn't just rock bands and rock and hard rock and and metal and all that, as you would think going by the title. Right. Because every year a list comes out like this and you go on, you know, you you go online and all that. And it's like, Mary J. Blige, share. These aren't fucking rock bands. Why are they? uh, they? Get them off the list. My life is ruined. You know, because because Sade is a nominee, you know, for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep I don't tonight. Think it's quite so they, that bad. <laughs> I don't know, man. Every time these these nominees, you know, the well, the, that, the, I mean, the comment boards light up. We can say that about everything. I mean, how many lives were ruined because they saw Taylor Swift on the jumbotron last night? Oh. Oh yeah, I, I. You know, just 
And, and it's so funny because remember I told you I, I posted that on my Facebook and then everybody's like, oh, it's just I can't get away from it. It's all through my feet. It's all through my feet. It's all through my feet. I'm like, okay. I, I think everybody needs to take a look at their feeds and just see how much shit they get that pisses them off. It's time to unsubscribe or hide some shit, people. Yeah, yeah. You know, Don't spend so much time in social media. Like, if like there's, I, I, I spend yeah. way too much time on it. Well, but I mean, if it's, if it's something that's like causing you outrage and you feel the need to post some, you know, staggeringly relevant political comment on it, you know, and of course I say that with tongue in cheek, but <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like, really, like. Like, take a look at what's going on here. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So, I mean, I looked at this list and nothing grabbed me right away. But I mean, it, as far as people that, I, that I'm going to vote for, um, right off the bat, Ozzy, right? Always yes. Ozzy. Uh-huh. Ozzy has had such an influence. And the, the thing I love about Ozzy, and I mean, and this is also Sharon, but, you know, Ozzy dominates the 80s. The 90s come... She tries to get him on Lollapalooza, and they're like, he's not relevant. She says, well, fuck you, and starts OzFest. And now you've, mm-hmm. you've got another mammoth tour. with, uh, And you got and you have other options. You know, it's like, oh, okay, so now we've got Lollapalooza, we've got Warp Tour, we've got that. Like, th- there was a period of time where every summer there was going to be a great music, music festival near you. You know, mm-hmm. at least here in the States. So... Ozzy just keeps staying relevant somehow, you know. Oh, yeah. he, he he's still now, making kick-ass albums. Well, that's just it, you know. And and I mean, like, he's gonna be one of those guys. I am, I am so happy he's up for this now, and I really hope he gets in because I don't want him to be a posthumous um, entry, right? You know, like right. like all the Ramones were. You know, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. like I was, I was so thrilled when the Ramones got in, and I was so sad when the Ramones got in because they were all dead. Yeah, Marky's the only one left. Yeah, but but I mean, like, like of of the original four Ramones, they were all dead by the time they were. Yeah, dead. they're all gone. Yeah, you know, and and it's one of those things where it's like that would have meant so much to at least Joey. John Johnny looked at it like a factory job, right? He's a weirdo. Um, but, but Joey, like he would have probably been seriously emotionally moved, you know? And I honestly think if Ozzy is inducted, you know, as a solo artist, he's going to be emotionally moved, you know, like, because he, the crazy thing about Ozzy is for all the stories, for all the ridiculous shit he's done over the years, at the end of the day, he's still just a fan of music. You know, he's still a music fan. He's, he's still just like, no, I love this. I get excited about this stuff, you know? So yeah, it's kind of cool. So my other major pick here is a tribe called quest. They put out their final album in 2016. It was a killer fucking album. Um, and I, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I definitely think those guys need to be in the rock and roll hall of fame. Um, so who else are you thinking? Uh, my number two pick out of this list definitely has got to be Foreigner. Uh, like, here's a band that, along with, like, Bad Company, Sweet, those, those type of bands. Well, you might throw Sweet kind of into the whole 70s glam and all that. 
but bands like Foreigner, Journey, okay, this is these were the blueprints to AOR music, you know, and they've had a legendary career. Uh, it's just <laughs> too bad. <sighs> Who's the only one left in the original lineup is what? Um, what's his name? Mick Jones. I think he's the, yeah. the, the only, the, the only one left. And they've just had so many awesome records throughout the year. The impact is there. The influence is there. And like I said, it's a band that spearheaded, you know, one of the bands that helped spearhead an entire genre, you know, like Sabbath did with with metal. So Foreigner is definitely one of my choices. And they've some some of their songs are what I call lifetime songs. Yeah. You know, they're songs that you've heard when you were a kid. Okay. And they just never left your they just never left your head. They were the you always listen to them. They were they they were always around. And Foreigner has a couple of those, namely like Jukebox Hero. And then into the 80s, uh, the song Urgent is one of my favorites as well. So, yeah, I'm going to give my number two pick. I got to give the nod to Foreigner. Nice, man. All right. Who's your number three? Because I think, number I think three, he's in typically five, right? I I guess so. Oh, no. Yeah. Wait a second. How many is this favorite pick? Okay. I'll, I'll keep reading. Just tell me your number three. No, okay. Number three would be, would be Jane's Addiction. I don't okay. think, yeah, Any anyone that, you know, knows me or been listening to the show for a while and then going over this list, okay, yeah, Ozzy, Foreigner, that leaves it to Jane's Addiction. There's no denying, you know, what, what the impact that they had as well. And I remember, um, once again, you know, Snowy was ahead of the curve shall we say, um, the nothing shocking record in the eighties, like, like Jane's addiction, you know, when the, their habitual de la habitual album. Yes, habitual that, that de was, lo, uh, no, ritual de la habitual. Yeah. That was the record that really put him on the map. Yeah. I remember. Pecan stealing. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Which is, it's a great record. It's a fantastic song. Great, you know, everything that Jane's Addiction has done is fantastic. But, um, yeah, when I, it was in the late 80s with the Nothing Shocking record, and I saw the Mountain Song video, you know, on on Much Music here, and it's like, holy shit, what is this? Okay, this is definitely out there. Very bizarre, but I, I I'm finding myself getting into this. You know, and yeah, I was a Jane's Addiction fan right right from pretty much the start. So yeah, yeah. I I didn't discover them till Ritual, but then I went backwards. Mm-hmm. And I love stuff like the Mountain Song and the, that kind of stuff. And again, like if you look at Jane's Addiction, Jane's Addiction is why we have Lollapalooza. Palooza, that's right. You know, yeah. So I mean, they they did a lot for. It, it's funny, like when I, when I look at this list. Jane's Addiction did a lot for music in the 90s. Uh, Ozzy's done a ton for music. Um, a, tri- a Tribe Called Quest, I just like their stuff. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, another one who did a lot for music in the 90s would be the Dave Matthews Band. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe not the same way as Jane's Addiction, but I think that Dave Matthews, I mean, Dave Matthews blew up in a big way, right? Mm -hmm. He almost became like the new Grateful Dead, the way people followed him around. Oh, okay. Um, but I really liked the the level of musicianship that he had mixed with the songs, if that makes sense. Okay. You know, so I'm just, I don't really know too much about Dave Matthews, like just the stuff on the radio. And really, uh, it came across to me as just, okay, this is just one of those radio rock bands. Like, there, there's better stuff than on the radio. Oh. You know, it, it, he's, you know, he's almost probably like another rush where, you know, you may be inundated with the hits, but there's shit you'll actually like. Okay. You know, so, so he, here's another one, one of mine. Who, who else are you thinking here? Because I, I just looked it up quickly. It looks like there's going to be seven. Okay, I don't even know if there would be seven on this list, but I, I got I got I to go with uh, Lenny Kravitz here. And other than are you going to go my way? <laughs> An American woman, like you I, didn't, yeah, That's, I can't think of anything. That that is how you do a cover song. Okay, first of all, like See, American I'm woman. not that big of a fan. No? Okay. There, are, this are, is another one on paper I should love everything about him. But right. it's just something just I'm like, eh, it's okay. Are you familiar with the original with the with with the okay, because the 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 guess who is Yeah. It's, it's it's a Canadian iconic band. I didn't realize they were Canadian, but I am yeah. insanely familiar with the original. Okay, yeah. And oh yeah, Burton Cliff, Cliff Burton, Bur Burton Cummings from the, the Guess Who and all that. Yeah, well, he's uh, the 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 big music theater is called the Burton Cummings up here. Oh, now. okay. Yeah, yeah. Like the Guess I Who are that like deal. okay. Oh yeah. yeah, at least in Winnipeg, because the Guess Who are from Winnipeg and they're like the Beatles up up here. So yeah, I'm I. Not a huge Guess Who fan. You know, I got like a Greatest Hits CD, but obviously I'm familiar with a lot of their stuff. When Kravitz, okay, did his version of American Woman, okay, it's like, this is how you do a cover song. Okay, because this sounds like Lenny Kravitz, but you can, you can also tell that it's a cup that it's that it's a cover it, it's it's paying tribute to the to the source material in his style and i i love it yeah it's 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 an absolutely fantastic song I, it was all over mtv it just didn't do anything for me ah uh, what am i going to do with you doesn't I, like rush doesn't like lenny kravitz is a miracle I I don't know, man. I know, and like this is where I just feel like such a weirdo sometimes. Cause, no, because again, that's like great. I feel like Lenny Kravitz. Because I mean, I, like I love everybody in his band. I think he has some of the greatest musicians who toured with him in the world. You know, and mm -hmm. I mean, he can play, he can sing, but it just it didn't do anything for me. And that's fair. That's fair. Like... But it's such a bummer because I wanted to. <laughs> I, I I think that's why I get so upset with this stuff is because like I should like this like you know who's another band um the Melvins okay 
Dude, that was a band. Every time I tried to listen to them, I'm like, well, this fucking sucks. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not on board with the Melvins, really. Well, like, I don't know. It just, from what I've heard, just doesn't do much for me. So hang on. Let me find... Um, okay, so... Everybody said I was going to love the album Stoner Witch. I, th- I think I've got this right. Right? And everyone's like, oh yeah, Melvins, Melvins, get Stoner Witch. Stoner Witch. Like everybody who's talking, it's one of those times where everybody's talking about the Melvins. Oh yeah, you Stoner Witch, Stoner Witch, get that album, get that album. And I'm like, oh man, okay. And I listened to it. And I'm like, this fucking blows. Okay. <laughs> And everyone's like, no, it's the best thing ever. I'm just like, yeah, no, I can't stand it. And so I, I run into a guy and he's wearing a Melvin shirt and he was a coworker. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get the Melvins. I don't know where to start. Where do I start? He looks at me, he goes, Stoner Witch. I said, okay, I hate it. He goes, oh, he thinks for a second <laughs> and looks at me, he goes, honky. I'm like, all right. I went home. I listened to Honky. I get the Melvins. Oh, okay. Like it's you've just got to find that right thing that resonates. Just like moving pictures finally fucking clicked for me today. You know, <laughs> like and and I mean like it's. I am very happy to say that at fifty two, I don't quit trying. That's key, man. You know. Yeah. That, that, that's key. Because like I told you, I'm also on this quest for Bebop this year. I'm like, I am tired of not fucking understanding Bebop. You know, most people my age would be like, fuck it. I'm just putting on my Pandora station from the 80s and I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, no, damn it. I oh, want to yeah. make sure I get this. There's, there's, there's a whole world other than just what you grew up on, you know. I'm, I'm not just saying it. this to you. I'm just sitting well, you're dead on, and and there's there's so much fun to be had, and I don't understand why people stop having fun, ever. Mm-hmm. There's so much fun to be had. There's so much fun music. There's so much fun art. There's so many great movies. There's so much fun to be had. Keep going. And I mean, I'll be the first to tell you, like when I'm in a mood, I put on ACDCs. If you want blood, you've got it. That's how we kick the day. Yeah, you that's know? Mrs. Snowy's favorite ACDC song, by the it's way. A fucking killer tune, dude. Like, yeah. That is, if if somebody is is going to start a fight, like that song, <laughs> um, we're, Twisted Sisters, we're not going to take it. Mm-hmm. Almost any Ramon song, you know. Yeah. Because it's just like the whole way song, <laughs> you know. But um, yeah, dude, I I really want to get into Lenny Kravitz. I really do. I need I need to give that a shot again this year. All right. So, right. It, so looking at this list, who do you think the seven that would go in for sure? Uh, not, Just read them off. Who, okay. Who's who's definitely going in? Right. Who do you think? Okay. I think. See, I. Uh, foreigner for sure. Is is going to be you one think of their will? Bands. Yes, they will. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. We we did our shoulds. Okay, but here's here's some wills. 
Foreigner will. Peter Frampton will. David Matthews Band will. Uh, I'm sorry to the rock gods, but Mariah Carey will. <laughs> um, right. Cool and the Gang will. Um, and Sinead O'Connor will because she died. Okay. You know. Yeah. Uh, you need one more. Oh, one more. Yes, um, then probably share. Okay. So I'm I'm with you. Like so, but I I think share. Mary J. Blige. I think Peter Frampton. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to say Ozzy still. I I really think that there are still enough Ozzy fans. I mean, thanks to Post Malone, right? Without Post Malone, <laughs> Ozzy right. would never quit. It would, would be nothing. Yeah, just right. like no one knows who Travis Kelsey is until... Until he started getting yeah. Taylor Swift. That's Thank right. goodness for her. Nobody yeah. knows. No, or vice versa. Nobody knew who Taylor Swift was until she started treating Travis Kelsey. We yeah, we can troll anybody that way. I can say, sorry, sorry yeah. to, to yeah. interrupt. I did learn a Taylor Swift song. Oh, which one? This um because when when the when my brood and I when we're out and about Saturday, as we're taking our daughter home, yeah, we I put on um music trivia where they give five seconds of a song oh yeah okay and you have to guess the name of the song in five seconds or whatever okay well sure enough it's like it was one of the songs was shake it off oh good song I, yeah well that's debatable <laughs> but, 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 i but, enjoy but, it i I, it's like, okay, I know this one. Okay, I didn't know that it was Taylor Swift, but I knew this song. Okay. So it's like, okay, finally, I can say I know a Taylor Swift song. My personal favorite by her <laughs> is Blank Space. You should listen to it. Listen to the lyrics, because I guarantee it's going to resonate with you. Uh, okay, I shall do that. Yeah, it's a good one. All right, so back to my list. Ozzy. <laughs> yes. Sorry. I, I really believe Ozzy's going to make it. Right. I'm going to call a tribe called Quest. And then I think Sade. Mm, well, I mean, any any one of these bands, okay, I think could could make it in. I honestly don't think Ozzy's going to this year. I think there's I think he will. There is that that per- okay, maybe because I've just seen it I've seen the the heavy metal prejudice so much throughout my life that yeah. you know. But so here's the here's the other thing though. What's the one thing that is not hidden remotely about Sharon Osbourne? That's not hidden. Yeah, like like what what's the one thing that most people would try to hide? But she doesn't hide, and everybody knows it. But nobody will really say anything because they're all scared. Yeah, well, because because yeah, because she's so powerful, and the she's she's definitely got that ego, and she'll say whatever she wants without fear of Sharon of, uh, will start her own rock and roll hall of fame and dwarf this one. Like okay. like she's that kind of person. She's like, fuck you. You're not putting Ozzy in there? Well, let me show you who the real king <laughs> yeah. of rock and roll is. <laughs> you know? 
I'm 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 all I'm, I'm all for Ozzy. Like you just said, he's the king of rock and roll. Yeah, Elvis. Who? Right? I, I I really think Ozzy's going in this year. I really believe it because I th- I think people are scared of Sharon for starters. But <laughs> I right. think that I mean, of all these bands, right? Some of them haven't put out music in years. Mm-hmm. Some of them might still tour, but they haven't put out new music in years. Ozzy still releases albums. Right. Those albums are still critically acclaimed and get people talking. Mm-hmm. For if sure. you are Ozzy's guitar player, you're automatically considered a guitar god. Oh, yeah. I, I think that Ozzy holds enough clout that he's going in this year. I hope so. I really do. Like I said, he was numero uno on this list list for me, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just jaded. Hey, we'll you see, know. man. We'll see. You know. Like I, I, I really, know. this is one of those ones where I don't want to be wrong at all. Because I just, <laughs> I, I, and I'll tell you, I honestly, like I said, I think he needs to go because I don't want him to go posthumously. I want him to go now. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, that would that that would definitely suck. So either either way, it's going to be interesting. And in the metal world, if Ozzy doesn't doesn't make it, like it, our world is gonna it, there's there there there's gonna be a shitstorm about it. There's gonna well, be a I lot mean, of the amount of people that don't people. go in. You know, like uh-huh. we're used to it. <laughs> no, no, for sure, for sure. You got anything else? That's it, man. That's it. Okay. Well, let's uh let's go out with the old and bring in the new with this week's indie spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. Hey, as well, our regular listeners will have noticed, we haven't had an Indie Spotlight the last little, last few episodes. Now we've kind of gone into extra innings. So we're going to make it up to everyone by introducing everyone to... A kick-ass a new band called Pessimistic, with a Y in the Mystic as opposed to an I, just to get that street cred. You know, we gotta, we 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 gotta get edgy. You know, which hey, you do you, great stuff, fantastic band. How about the title track? from their latest release. This is Pessimistic with a Y with Burnt Offering.
The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast... Or playing in punk bands. Or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums. Then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. Facebook.com slash pessimistic, once again, with a Y, official, and pessimisticofficial.bandcamp.com. And Burnt Offering, still a fantastic film after all of these years. Just a simple haunted house movie, but it gave me the chills. That didn't scare me. Even as a kid, horror never scared me and all that. But it's definitely very atmospheric and kind of on the chilling side, shall we say. So you're going to want to check that out as well. Well, my friend, another uh, another kick-ass episode in the books. Maybe it's time to bring this crazy train in to the station now how can uh, people get a hold of us well dear snowman radioactivemetal.org that's all the episodes past present and future they're all there it's a party rock and roll um you can find us anywhere you can find a podcast that's um the apple podcast app spritcher fuck stitcher spreaker something else i can't think of everywhere everywhere we're pretty much everywhere um, at Rattle Metal 666 on Instagram, Facebook.com slash Metal. Drop us a line, RadMetal666 at gmail.com. And then we're also on Spotify. And that's thanks to the fine folks of the Shiny Wizards Network, ShinyWizardsNetwork.com. And um, it's just a whole host of fun podcasts out there. Mm-hmm. Really, it's a great bunch of people. We just love them. So, yeah. Um, check them out, and I think that's it. I feel like I got through that way yeah. too easy tonight. Hey, hey, it's it's one of those episodes, and it, and it happens a lot on the show. Once you and I, we sit down, we start yapping, 
the the time flies and we always have a great time to get us on out of here swedish hardcore bashers night fever have a new record called dead end let's go with the title track in the meantime and in between time that's it this has been a and the nominees are episode of radioactive metal i'm snowy white and this is aaron signing off Stupidity is something, I'm waiting to go, you're